uh, had on my heart about what God gave us Wednesday night on the way to church about don't look at the mountain. Amen. Not to look at the mountain. Glory to God. But when I thought about preaching on don't look at the mountain, I thought, well, I need to talk about speaking to the mountain first. Because after you speak to it, then don't look at it. And so then I thought, well, if I'm going to talk about speaking to the mountain, Hallelujah. First, I need to talk about the authority of the believer because it just does no good to speak to the mountain if you don't understand your authority as a believer. Hallelujah. So we'll talk about the authority of the believer this morning. Maybe we'll throw some mountain stuff in. Turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in healing school, we've been talking some about the authority of the believer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <clears throat> But most Christians, you can tell, don't know they have any authority. And some Christians that kind of heard something like we do have authority don't really know how to use it. And uh, that's one of the reasons that we're having Cecil Paxton. He's really going to help us along that line. But we'll lay some groundwork before he gets here, okay? Luke 10, verse 19. And it says... Uh, Behold, Jesus speaking, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Well, now that's, of course, literal serpents and scorpions, but more than that, it's talking about the devil, and then he goes on to say, Over all the power of the enemy. All, of de all the devil's power... All the things that the devil can come up with, anything the devil can do, we have power and we have authority over those things. Hallelujah. Now, I know sometimes we don't feel uh, like we have power and we have authority. And that's the thing we have to do is to base our believing not on our feelings, but base our believing on the Word of God. Get our believing completely over on the Word of God. God is the power behind our authority. And we need to understand not only that we have authority, but why we have authority. And then we need to understand the practical side of how to use that authority. We're going to see all of that, some of that, all of some of that this morning. So we understand our authority. Authority is delegated power. Authority is nothing more than delegated power. And that's what Jesus said here. I'm delegating you the power, the authority. I have given you the, uh, he said here, I've give, behold, I've given unto you power. Actually, that word power, if you look that word up in the Greek, it is the word authority. I am giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, now that word should be power, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's such an awesome promise. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't know about you, but that comforts me that nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. You know, a spider can't hurt you. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, uh, the chiggers can't hurt you. I told you about my fight with them. Hallelujah. I've, I've had an ongoing battle with the uh, chiggers, or some people call them red bugs here, in uh, Alabama since we got here. Because in West Texas, believe it or not, that's the only good thing I can think of. I mean, that's the one positive thing about the climate there, about a dry climate. Not only good thing about the place, there's good people, but the dry climate is there is no red bugs, no chiggers. There are mosquitoes, but no red bugs. 
And so you can feel free in the uh, uh, evening to go lay out in the grass and look up at the stars. I did it all my life, all my growing up years. Played outside till 11 o'clock at night. My dad worked shift work, didn't come in from his evening tower till about 11. I'd play outside all summer evenings. Lay out in the grass, look up in the stars, and, you know, no harm done. Amen. But so ever since we, actually, ever since the first time we came on vacation, had a big fight with the Chiggers over in Memphis. Uh, uh, by the Mississippi River, got out, didn't think about it, you know, not having been aware, got out and, and uh, walked around and looked at the Mississippi and in a, there by the river, right, crossing over, right there crossing over on the interstate and just pulled over and stopped and hallelujah, and I'm telling you, hallelujah. And we said, you know, they never had tasted Texas meat and that they really liked it. <laughs> hallelujah. Well, you know, we did some things with our mouth, actually, and have had an ongoing joke about that. But the other day, I was just thinking about this, and I was, of course, I've been meditating on Believer's Authority, and uh, I was thinking about my, my, the several things I've had bite me this summer. And I just, I thought to myself, I thought, Debbie, you wouldn't let a dog bite you. I'm not going to let a dog bite me. I'd be in that dog's face with the G, in Jesus' name. I mean, of course, you know, you don't, uh, the red bugs, I, the, the, you cannot see them. They're so small. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, it, you, it's hard to get in their face, I guess. But I just thought, you know, I've got authority here. And so I thought, I'm not letting any more of them bite me. I have authority. See, we can take anything that, we can take our authority as far as we want to take it. Amen. Nothing shall by any means harm us. Of course, I know some of you think, well, if that's the worst thing that happens to you. But I'm not going to let anybody attack me in the parking lot either. No, I'm going to be speaking the name of Jesus and saying no in the name of Jesus. Aren't y'all? Amen. Hallelujah. Because, see, we know we have authority over all the power of the enemy. And all of those evil and wicked things out there are being powered by the enemy. People that do those things are being influenced by the enemy. And so I, I, I have authority there, and nothing shall by any means harm me. Okay, so authority is delegated power. But here's another thing that you need to think about. is Because for years, uh, we, you know, it's like uh, we know kind of had an idea that we had authority, had heard teaching on it and read Brother Hagin's book, Believer's Authority, and, uh, but never had made the connection. Know that uh, we have power. Know that we're supposed to be using our power. But it's like, okay, how do you release power? When you go to pray for the sick, how do you release power? When you go to lay hands on somebody, how do I get the power of God to flow through me into the sick? And it's real simple. Authority is what releases power. Authority is what releases power. So when I pray for people and when you pray for people because you know that you have authority... And because you've built your faith in the fact through the renewal of the mind, your mind to the Word of God that you have authority, therefore when you speak, not backing up, but when you speak with authority, it releases the power. Now, you know, let me give you an example of this. I know I was listening uh, to someone tell this and I, I, I saw that. 
uh, real plainly. And uh, he said, uh, a woman came to him and said, my daughter's sick, and I don't know what she had, something bad. And uh, she said, I've been praying for her for quite a while, and she's not any better. So he said, well, ma'am, um, tell me how you've been praying for and she, he said, in fact, pray for me just like you are praying for her. So he prayed what I call, and you know, this really hit, when I heard this, it's been a while ago, it really hit me. It was like, ugh, because he prayed a typical word of faith prayer. And he said something like, or she said something like this. She said, Father, I just thank you that by Jesus' stripes my daughter is healed. I just thank you, Father, that, that you sent your word and it healed her. And I thank you, Lord God, that it's already done. And I thank you, Lord, that 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes she was healed. And so she was healed and, he, and, and prayed the typical word of faith prayer. And so he said, I said to her, well, that's a nice prayer, but you'll, you'll never get your daughter healed praying that way. Now, when, they, when I heard that, I went, because, I mean, that's how, that's how we were trained. That's how we grew up in word of faith. As I, when grew up in word of faith, I mean matured in word of faith. That's how we matured, praying, praying the word. Hallelujah. And so he began to talk to her about praying for her daughter with instead of praying just thanking God for the word, began to use that believer authority. And he showed her how to... Uh, speak with believer authority and do some things. We're going to look at some scriptures here in a minute. But, and how to speak to that little girl and say, in the name of Jesus, I command sickness to leave your body now in Jesus' name. I command pain to leave your body now in the name of Jesus. And immediately got a manifestation and got the little girl healed. Got an immediate manifestation, immediate healing. By, instead of just praying and even having that mindset of God, you healer. No, having that believer's authority. Let's look at some scriptures this morning and we'll back some of this up. Luke 9 verse 1. Oh, did we look at that already? No, we looked at 10. Luke 9 1. Uh-huh. Luke 9, 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils. Say all devils and to cure diseases and sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now there's a world of difference and this is where the, we have to have understanding. There's a world of difference in praying for the sick and healing the sick. He didn't say go pray for the sick. He said you heal them. Now we know that, remember, we, the, our authority is from God. What we do and how we, we, we go with the attitude of I have the authority, I'm, but we know and that we, without him we can do nothing. I don't want you to mistake me, think, oh, you know, we think we're Jesus or something. Well, we actually do think we're the little Christ in the earth, anointed ones, little anointed ones. Amen? That's what Christian means. <coughs> Matthew 7, <coughs> we just don't think we're Jesus. Luke 7, 28. No, Matthew 7, excuse me. Matthew 7, 28. Believer authority. 
Now, you may have heard this many times. Maybe you've read Brother Hagin's book, but we all need to be refreshed in it. Matthew 7, 28. Maybe you've never heard it. That'll be, that'd be really good for you. And it came to pass in Matthew 7, 28, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Glory to God. The, the New Living Translation said, he, he, he taught as one having real authority. He taught as one having real authority. Luke 10. I, I, no, excuse me, Luke 4. We'll look at quite a few scriptures here. I want you to know that this is not just some little something. But this is actually how Jesus taught his disciples, his apostles. He taught them to operate this way. And he told, and that's what he, when he left, he told believers to operate this way. And I want us to know it because we hadn't operated this way and we hadn't seen results in, in, the, in the body of Christ. Not many results. We've seen just a few little dribbling results. You know, Brother Hagin said, I believe it's true, he said the minute you get scriptural, you'll see results. Well, that ought to tell us if we're not seeing results, there's something not scriptural about what we're doing. Maybe we're like that little lady praying that way. Amen. It's changed. You know, when I heard that, it changed the way I prayed. It changed the way I prayed. It changed the way I prayed for myself. I am constantly speaking with authority and, and commanding now when I speak to anything in my body. I'm not looking to Jesus to heal me because he already did. He already paid the price, but I'm using my believer authority to deal with the author of sickness and disease. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Luke chapter 4, verse 36. Y'all catching this? And they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is! For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out with authority and with power. We have the same authority, amen, that Jesus had, and he spoke with authority and with power, and the unclean spirits came out. Glory to God. Now I'll turn to Luke 10. Were we already there? Yeah, we're going to look at some different scriptures. Though. Luke 10, 1 this time. Luke 10, 1. <clears throat> it says, After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. Verse 9. In other words, he sent a front team out. And verse 9. And, and he told them this, And heal the sick that are therein. You know, you would think, and this is the way we'd operate, that he would have said, well, now, tell them I'm coming, and when they, I get there, I'll heal them. Because as believers, that's what we've done. We've said, well, go to church, and, and the pastor will pray for you, and you'll get healed. Ain't we? Hallelujah. And us pastors have said... Well, why don't you go up Ramah to healing school and uh, they'll get you healed. <laughs> well, not anymore. Hallelujah. Not here anyway. 
Amen. Luke, Luke, nine, where was I? Luke 10, 1, 9. Okay, verse 9. And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. And verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to un, us through thy name. You know, they went out and they did what he said, and they came back and they were going, Wow, even the devils have, obey us when we speak in your name. Glory to God. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 10. How much more us? These guys weren't even saved yet. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. But they weren't. Jesus hadn't been to the cross and paid the price for redemption yet. And so they were still uh, unregenerate man. And they went out and with his name. They did what he said. And they went out and with his name, how much more? What are we supposed to be doing? Matthew 10, verse 7. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. He tells them, go do it. Go do it. Amen. As ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. I know, uh, I think it was uh, John G. Lake that said, uh, he told his uh, guys, some people, that his, he called them divine healing technicians, and they were going out somewhere to minister to some people that were sick, and he said, don't come back till you've got them healed. Amen? Hallelujah. Folks, we, we can do this. All, and it's not even hard. It's just authority. That's all it is, is authority. Knowing your authority. Using your believer authority. That's all it is. Uh, <clears throat> uh, heal the sick. Freely give as you have received. Acts 1.8. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You all are all divine healing technicians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, um, well, we're going to get to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Acts 1.8. <clears throat> but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You know, I think sometimes we got baptized in the Holy Ghost, we thought, well, we got power to live an abundant life. When we did get power for abundant life. But he said, you have received power, and that is talking about miracle power. In fact, that word is miracle power. Ye, when you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, you got miracle power. Amen. That you could go out and not witness, but be a witness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, I like this. John 5, verse 19. You're going to start liking it here in a minute. John 5, 19. Because I'm going to show you that you can get your kids healed every time. And that way you'll be like Brother Hagin. When he, I, I used to never understand this. I would hear on him on tape say, Now when, when Pat and Ken got sick when they were kids, I would get excited thinking, Oh, praise God, another opportunity to see the power of God and the glory of God at work. I didn't catch that. We got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, and, you know, our kids were little. In fact, Eric wasn't even born. Colin was three, I think. And um, something like that. And uh, 
I always had, oh, God, we can't deal with this right now. No, oh, God, not now. No, don't let this happen now. I can't deal with this. We're busy right now. Lord, you know, oh, Jesus, you know. Don't have the money. Don't want to take them to the doctor. I mean, and it, you know, bless their hearts. Oh, don't you feel sorry for kids that got ignorant parents? Amen. Amen. Well, I, I, that's how I felt. Amen. I wasn't like, and I'd listen to Brother Hagin's tape, and I'd go, how could, you, how could you be like that? I mean, I didn't think he was cruel. It's like, what do you got? What, is, what do you have? What is it? How can you be like that where you go and you get him healed? And Patton, he, you know, he tells Patton Ken never went to the doctor. Never spent a dime on them going to the doctor except whatever they paid the doctor to get them born. Or Patton. And I'm like, but... And you know, you think, well, you know, he's something special, but he's not. He just knew his authority. Amen? Because it don't matter what gift you're operating in in the pulpit. When you go home, you've got to do it just like everybody else is do it, does it? Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to show you how to get your kids healed. Amen? I'm going to show you how to get the people that, come, that, that you know at work how to get them healed. Turn to John 5. Are y'all there? Verse 19. Then, then answered Jesus, and, and it's part of the keys right here. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, there, these also doeth the Son likewise. Now, in the New King James, this verse, 19, I'm going to read it like it says it there. The Son can do nothing of Himself, but whatever He seeth the Father do, for what things soever He doeth, these also the Son doeth in like manner. In like manner. Now, J Jesus did the works of the Father just like He saw His Father do. In like manner. The Bible says in another place that as He is, so are we in this world. So how did we do the works of Jesus? Because he said greater works will you do. We do the works of Jesus in like manner to just how Jesus did them. In like manner. So we go to the Gospels and we find out how Jesus healed the sick and, we see, and that's how we heal the sick. And we find that in, in what Jesus did is that he didn't pray and ask the Father to heal him. In fact, Jesus said things like, be healed in Jesus' name. No, he didn't say that. He said, be healed. The way we say it is, be healed in Jesus' name. And we're going to see that in a minute. He, didn't say, he said, be healed, or be thou made whole. He didn't say, now, Father, I ask you, and I pray, and that you'll just touch this person. And no, he didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Mm -mm. He didn't do that. And we're supposed to be ministering in like manner. In like manner. Let's read the next verse. For, in, for the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. 
For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. And he that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which has sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on me, on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And as he is, so are we in this world. If God, God gave Jesus to have life in himself, and God has given us to have life, that Zoe life, in ourselves. And verse 27, hath, And hath given him the authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of God. Thank you. Glad somebody's awake in this church. It didn't say because he was the Son of God. Because he was the Son of Man. He was a man operating under authority. Jesus stripped himself of his divinity and came down and operated just like a mere man can. He came down and operated as the Son of Man in the earth. And he just did what he had seen the Father do. He just did what he... And we call, you're saying, well, I'm just waiting for Jesus to show me something to do. Well, he did. Read the Gospels. In like manner. In like manner to how he ministered. That's how we minister. That's how we go forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the Son of Man. As the Son of Man. As the Son of Man. He went out and He healed the sick. He went out and He laid hands and, got, and cast out devils and cleansed lepers. Now I know you go, see we got to renew our mind to this. So you have authority. And it's been laying in there dormant. And you have the authority to minister as Jesus did. And Jesus, not one person that ever approached him for healing, did he ever not heal. Not one person that ever asked us, pray for me for healing, should we not get them healed. We got to. We got to do whatever it takes. Amen. Now we're getting ready for something. This is a this is a this is a get to work Sunday morning message. Not <laughs> Hallelujah. God's gonna bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Be constantly aware that we have authority over the devil. Colossians two fifteen. You know if we're gonna stay in our believer's authority, we have to be constantly aware that the devil is defeated. Hallelujah. Colossians 2.15. And you know, some of us that have known we have this authority, but yet we've, when we've gone to pray, we've just prayed wrong. We've started the, like I said, the just started praying the Word, just started speaking the Word. Hallelujah. Don't let sickness stay on your body. Don't let pain stay on your body. This believer's authority will take care of it. Colossians 2, 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, 
He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Glory to God. He spoiled the principalities and powers and he triumphed over them in it. If we're going to walk in believer authority and be consistent in it, and if we're going to do these works of Jesus, we've got to always know that the devil is a defeated foe. We've got to keep that foremost in our mind. Jesus is victorious. The devil is defeated. I have authority over the devil. I may just look like a little uh, 50-year-old lady. I may, just, I, know, I may not look like much, but bless God, I've got authority. Amen. I know all of us in this room can say, you know, we put up with some things that we should never have put up with because we just weren't keeping foremost in our mind, I have authority, the devil is defeated. And we sit around, we've waited on God to do something. Lord, I'm, I'm tired of waiting. And I haven't figured it out. He ain't going to do nothing until we do something. Because I've been waiting longer than most of you have been waiting for Him to do something. He's going to do something when the believers get out there and start doing the works of Jesus. We start doing something. We start taking our believer's authority. We start taking the aggression. We start, we got to, we start having, like pastors had, uh, what I got to lose. What do I got to lose? Why do I care if you don't like me? Why do I care if you don't, you know, because there might be some people that, that get huffed up and like I know Andrew Womack, I heard the story about him. I think he went in the hospital to pray for somebody and the little man got his cane after him and started chasing him with it and said, God gave me this sickness and I'm, <laughs> and bless God, he was going to keep it. <laughs> Amen. But why do we care if somebody gets their cane after us? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 John 4 4. We need to keep this always in our mind, 1 John 4 4. We need to quit being survivors and start being victors. See, we've taken some of these scriptures and we've lived on them to survive. Oh, glory to God. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I like that part. You've overcome them. You've overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're greater. See, we've had, we've, in the church, we've even preached, big devil, little God. Big devil, little God. Oh, the devil's been after me this week. Have testimony service and everybody get up and testify. Oh, the devil's been after me this week. Like one lady, they say, she got up and said, Oh, the devil's been after me this week. Bless his holy name. I mean, she got kind of mixed up. She was talking, meant to bless the name of Jesus. But glory. Oh, see, we've had big devil, little God. And that's not how it is. It's little devil, defeated devil, big God. And not just big God up in heaven. Big God inside me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to you the next, I don't have any kids at home anymore to say, praise God, you're sick. 
a good opportunity for Jesus to be Lord in this house. But I want you to get that attitude. Praise God. You'll see the power of God at work today. This won't... Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, you hear people tell. You hear Brother Hagin say he hadn't had a... Well, you don't hear it anymore, but he used to... He still hadn't had a headache, I can tell you. <laughs> he hadn't had a headache in how many, I don't know, since 1930 or something. Way back. Hallelujah. And then, you know, hear Andrew Womack say hadn't hadn't had a... Uh, hadn't had a headache and you go how they do that they have, see I used to be like how they do that because I, I tell you I've had a headache since then and I and I had a uh, I had a real strong unction to just go take two aspirin well I can tell you how they do it I found the secret how they do it this believers authority And I tell you, it works. Because when I found out the secret, I started practicing it. And I've stopped toothaches and several things just with my authority in my own life. Just stopped it. No. I command it to leave. I command this pain to go in Jesus' name. And just not back up and not look at the mountain. And just keep on plowing through. And, and five or ten minutes later realize, you know that left? It's gone. Hallelujah. You've got to use your authority. Matthew 28, 18. We're winding up here. We might get out early today. Who knows? But don't put any money on it now. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore. Did you know when Christ ascended and he gave gifts unto men, the, one of the things he left behind for us was his authority. He left us his authority. Glory to God. Turn to Luke 10, 19. Oh, we already looked at that. Turn to John 14, 12. This is all through the Word of God, y'all. This is not some, a few remote scriptures here and there. This is all through the Word of God. John 14, 12. This is one of my favorite ones. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Well, you know, it's like, okay, God, how are we going to do these greater works? You know, we got to do something about this scripture here. Greater works than Jesus did. And how are we going to do these? And I used to wonder how we were going to do it. And then the body of Christ got this explanation of how we were going to do these greater works. That when we got to the end times, which we're certainly in, that there was going to be this major big outpouring... And God was going to do some of the, all these mighty works, and he was, but this was all God's responsibility, and it would come when he got good and ready and, and all those kind of things. And so we, we made excuses for not doing anything in the body of Christ, waiting for this outpouring. 
Now, I'm sure God's going to do some marvelous pouring outs in these end times. Because I figure this way, if God, we've been studying Revelation, if God's going to all this trouble to have a tribulation just to win the Jews, surely before the church leaves out of here, He's going to do some mighty big things to bring some other folks in and get them saved. Amen. So I'm not discounting that we're having an outpouring, but I'm just saying the way we're going to do the greater works, he showed us right in the next verse. He didn't just leave us hanging there. In verse 13, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now the problem is, is that we have a Bible, and it had King James translators, and you know sometimes they would come to words, and they just couldn't, it just, they couldn't do it. They just could not say those words. They just could not use those words because of, you know, where they were. For instance, one of the places where it says that he hath made uh, us, in, in Psalms it says he hath made us a little lower, and the King James translators put angels. We know that's a total mistranslation, that he made us a little lower than Elohim. But they just couldn't say it. So later we've got it in a margin. Another place they did that is uh, uh, when in, in Isaiah chapter 53 uh, where it says, Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. They just couldn't say it, folks, even though all through the Old Testament those, words are tra those same words are translated sicknesses and pains. Uh, Jesus must have known how they had translated it. Matthew, he fixed it. But, uh, how, but they, they translated griefs and sorrows. They just couldn't say it. And this is one of those verses where the King James translators, they just couldn't say it, but this word is not ask, it's demand. It's demand. But they just couldn't say it. This word is demand, and it's important that you know that because otherwise you're going to be asking to do the works of Jesus. But we go out and do the works of Jesus by demanding in His name, by taking our believer's authority, and we go out and we demand in Jesus' name. We demand that pain leave your body. We demand in the name of Jesus. And whatsoever we demand in his name, he, in my name, I will do it. You say, well, I don't understand. What would keep somebody from saying, I demand a million dollars in his name? You go by, right back up to verse uh, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the works that I do. See, all of it is in, within the context of the works that Jesus does. Amen. Now turn over, and I'm going to explain this to you, John, uh, John uh, 16. And we find totally different setup here. And this is the, this is the thing. You know, we're, we're, getting, we're supposed to rightly divide the word, and this is where you had to divide it, and we never had divided it before. And he told us if we're going to do the works of Jesus, we're going to have to go out and we're going to have to start demanding in his name. Just like Jesus did. We're not, we're not, even, we're not saying anything that we're not, we're not trying to do something Jesus didn't do. But Jesus didn't say, Father, please heal this man. He said, no, rise up and walk. And we even watch and we can look in the book of Acts and that's exactly how the apostles did it too. Peter and John went up to the gate called Beautiful and the lame man was there and they didn't say, now Father, heal this man in Jesus' name. I ask in Jesus' name. No, they didn't say that. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
And that's how they did it. And that's how we're supposed to be doing it. And so change the way you've been praying. However, in John chapter 16, when it comes to uh, things that are not the works of Jesus, John 16, 23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Now he's talking here not about going out and doing the works of Jesus. He's talking here about getting your own joy full. And when we, get, when we come to things that are having to do with our joy, like, Lord, I want a new car, then we don't demand, I demand, we ask. We ask the Father in Jesus' name. When it comes to my joy, I ask. When it comes to doing the work of Jesus, I can go out and demand in Jesus' name. And there's a difference. Jesus wasn't just being repetitive here and saying one thing in John chapter 14 and then repeating it again in John chapter 16. No, he was showing us how to do the works of Jesus and, and how to do the greater works. And you know, Brother Pastor Buzzy talked about this, and we have just, he, we've laughed about it and thought about it, but he talked about, you know, when he was first new in uh, the things of ministry and he went to Lester Summerall meeting. Now, see, we got religion stuck in us that we got to get out. And he, he said he went to a Lester Summerall meeting, and Lester Summerall gave an invitation for everybody who wanted to be saved, and they came up there and lined up across the front, and Lester Summerall went down and said, Be saved, be saved, be saved, be saved. He said, Pastor Buzzy said to himself, said, Well, that old man don't even know how to get somebody saved. He called Lester Summerall, old man. That old man, that old man don't even know how to get somebody saved. He didn't pray that, that sinner's prayer with him. And he didn't, Pastor Bessie didn't believe they saved. But in about five minutes, Lester Summerall got them all baptized and the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. And he said, he must have got them saved. Because they couldn't be speaking in other tongues and baptizing the Holy Ghost if they weren't saved. And he was like, see, we got some little formula going. You say, yeah, but they got to confess before men. Well, my God, they're standing up in front of the church. That's if that's not, you know, that's that's admitting it before men. Amen. See, it's not always just in this little package, and I think if sometimes we'll get out and we'll just throw away all that stuff that we're thinking and start doing the works of Jesus, and start, you know, that we'll start seeing some results more than we've seen. <clears throat> so I base my authority on the Word of God. I base my complete authority on the Word of God, on what He says. Don't go by how I feel. I don't, I don't feel particularly strong. I, I mean, lots of times, in fact, a lot of times the devil strikes when you feel the, the most weak. That has nothing to do with your authority. I don't even go by what I didn't do that week. Well, you know, I hadn't been in the Word all week. That doesn't change your authority. That changes nothing about your authority. Well, you know, you're just not fresh. If you had, my grandmother used to say, are you prayed up? She used to say, are you prayed up? Well, me, you know, I, you know, it doesn't change your authority if you're prayed up or you're not prayed up. Prayed up meant, did you pray today and did you pray long enough that, I, somebody said, did you pray through? Is what she is talking about. 
did you pray long enough? Did you? It don't matter. I mean, I think we should do that. We ought to do that. Hallelujah. We'll get some direction. We'll get the mind of Christ. But if don't pay, when you're confronted with something, hey, you know, when, you're, when you see a car wreck, you can't say, I'm sorry, can't help you. I'm not prayed up. Hallelujah. You know, you still have authority. Didn't change anything about your authority. Our authority is based completely on the Word of God. Our authority is based completely on what He says we are and what He says we can do and what He says we're to do. Romans 5.17, we're closing with this one. This is one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. Romans 5.17 For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The, king, the Amplified says, shall reign as kings in life. Boss. You're the boss. You're the boss. You're the boss. You're in charge. And you can reign. Hallelujah. You can reign in life. Reign as a king. You're a king's kid. Amen. And you go, I reign in life. Change how you pray about money too. Oh, God send money. Especially if you're a tither and you've sowed seed. I ain't asking my harvest to come. I'm commanded in it in Jesus' name. I command money to come in the name of Jesus. I command my harvest to come in now in Jesus' name. You can start directing traffic in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand up together. I'm not going to ask you if you got something out of it because you did.